Hello and welcome to the Dublin Arsenal podcast. It's Tuesday the 25th of July. I'm your host as always, Jonathan Giles. On this week's podcast, <laughs> moving along swiftly, <laughs> we'll be going through our two pre-season games there last week. The 5-0 uh, win over the MLS All-Stars and the 2-0 defeat to um, Man United. Uh, we'll also be just uh, going on uh, previewing the FC Barcelona game in in brief. Um, our incomings, uh, the three signings uh, that we've had made already to get uh, Eamon's and Ian's opinion on them. And Let's go. Enjoy the show. I'm joined this week by another two new guests um, as we'll be doing a rotating uh, job this season to give everyone a fair um, go on the show. Eamon Donnelly, welcome back. I hope you're having a nice summer. How are you, pal? Ah, evening, Jonathan. Evening, <laughs> in. Great to be back there. I spent a, spent a day in Donabay there. Got a few strawberries inside Margaret's to go <laughs> out with the tequila before I go to bed there. Ah. No, but I mean, uh, to be away from the show, I can only say it in one sentence. Oh, but it's so frustrating, Deirdre. <laughs> even all. That should give us at least a thousand views before we even get into it. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I'm also joined by um, regular Mr. Meltdown, uh, number one, Ian Gunnery. <laughs> How are you, Ian? Are you having a good He's summer? He's recovered. Yeah, keeping, keep, keeping good, keeping good. I was saying there just <laughs> before we went live that, uh, yeah, I'm no longer melt there, number one. I've, I've been, been to clear my head for, for the new season ahead, and I will be Mister Positivity from now on. <laughs> I like that feeling. <laughs> I can see a small grin on Eamon's face. We, we've got him back. We've got him back from the dead, Eamon. <laughs> um, yeah, no, we, we he had a good rant in mid-June, I think it was. We lost Martin out of the group, and now we went on one of those Malaga retreats, and as you can see, he's a new man. I just want to make it clear, Jonathan, before we start. I didn't leave the group. I went on 24-hour industrial action. I said Martin left. I'm a trade, I'm a trade union <laughs> official. I mean... I reserve the right to take my own industrial action when I need to. <laughs> that's that's a fair point, actually. Yeah, you had a you had a right there, and he took it. <laughs> I like the way he goes by the book. <laughs> we won't have any more walkouts on this show, lads, for the next nine months. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's good to have you back on, lads, and uh, thanks for coming on ah, the show. Um, also, as I said last week. Uh, it, it's going to be a pleasure to have on next week's show an ex schooner from the, the around the early nineties to mid nineties, um, Ian Selly, um, has agreed to come on uh, next week. So we look forward to him. Eamon, have you any memories of Ian Selly back then? Oh, I do. He was a very good player. He played the centre midfield. Um, he just came after David Hillier, and um, he was a he, he, he was a good box to box player, tackled hard, um, but injury injury got him. You know, he had yeah. a bad, 
he had a bad leg break, and um, he, no, he he was a very promising player. He was, you know, and um, he's uh, he, he's still a committed gunner, so um, great value, and um, I, I, I hope he's doing well. You know, he was a big, big um, young prospect. Ian was, you know, he he was there around the time of the um, Cup winners Cup triumph in nineteen ninety four. Yeah, actually, people forget yeah. about that. I think he's been <coughs> around for the '95 campaign as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it'll be a pleasure to have him on, and um, thanks for listening in, Ian, as well. Um, and hopefully we might get a, a few more ex-schooners on as well. You never know. But I know just before um, we move on into the show as well this week, uh, the show we had on with Connor McNamara, uh, myself and Eamon and Ozzy were on that one. Uh, we it's gone over to four thousand views now. For that one show, so it really went well, and hopefully we get him on again. Uh, and, and that's great. And, and Connor himself is only claiming two hundred. Um, I'm claiming about three thousand five hundred. <laughs> I claim one. <laughs> one of them likes and views was myself. <laughs> no, I have to say, yeah, Eamon was the star of the show. Sorry, Connor. <laughs> Eamon wore the sheepskin coat. No one. <laughs> Uh, no, so thanks to Connor for coming on. It really did bump up our um, views and subscribers. So it was really, it was a pleasure to have him. It was a good end of season show as well. I think we don't agree. Um, you can catch the show as always on the on the Dublin Arsenal YouTube channel. Thanks to Martin Stumble for um, editing and for the new intro. I don't know whether you saw it there for last week, last week's show. So thanks to Martin. Looked really well. Uh, also catch us on Spotify, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Uh, check out our sister show Beyond the Last Man with Martin Stumble when uh, the girls return. Uh, check out our sponsor, uh, Balance Sports Direct and Lucan Housekeeping Services as well. Um, I made Conan and Lynn there in Lucan. Uh, have that going about, so um, check them out there. Uh, check out our friends at thejustarsal.com and of course the River Bar for um, all the Premier League games for the new coming season and Champions League nights, Tuesday and Wednesday, lads. Thank God we're back. <laughs> um, check us all there. I don't know. Pass over to Eamon um, regarding the club, Eamon, um, tickets, etc. Would you like to say anything in regards to them? Well, yeah, I mean, the, the, the ticketing um, system has become very, very stringent now. And um, I suppose what was happening for, for people who don't know, just to explain um, the Dublin Arsenal Supporters Club applies for 25 tickets for every game. And we have to use 25 silver numbers. And what we were able to do in the past was, if a silver member looked for two tickets, we were able to email them two tickets. But now, because what was happening was on ticket exchange, red members who shouldn't have been doing this were buying tickets and selling them at three and four times the price. So in order to, um, to curb and if not eliminate touting, Anybody who wants an Arsenal ticket now has to be registered with Arsenal Football Club as a junior gunner, red member or silver member. Otherwise, we cannot transfer tickets to you. You will have to have a digital pass on your phone. Uh, sorry, folks, but there's absolutely nothing we can do about that. And that, that, that's the situation at the moment. Too. Yeah, I know Martin was saying we, we've we've had a lot of new members signing up already. But the amount of asked for tickets and all it's just ridiculous, you know. And he said, yeah. there's, there's been numerous emails sent out by the committee explaining in, in very good detail of what's the story, you know. And um, hopefully that gets across to fans that, you know, 
we'll do our best, but you know, it's just the way the new ticketing and would be constant demand for tickets over the last over the course of last season. Well, we done. It's going to be even probably less, you know. So no, I, th- I think we'll do okay on tickets. But, yeah. but the point the point is that we can't, on the one hand, give out about touting and the cost of tickets and all of that, and then maybe have a go at the club for trying to do something about it. So like. The bottom line now is, if you want an Arsenal ticket, you have to be a registered member of Arsenal Football Club. Now, some people get confused and they think, well, I'm a member of the Dublin Arsenal Supporters Club. Yeah. That's, yeah. That is a social event that entitles you to, you know, get reduced drinks, blah, 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 you know, and come in and meet people. Um, but in order to apply for a ticket, you have to be a member of Arsenal Football Club. Yeah, that, that's the red, red, silver. Or membership, yeah. Um, probably really red membership, isn't it now? Because silver membership to Aiden, this is God, I don't know what I am on now, but um, uh, oh, the silver membership wait list is a joke. Like, I mean, I yeah. got like, I think I was a red level when I was about nine or ten or something like that, or whatever, yeah. whenever, whenever, whenever it started. And I think I got lucky, I think, at the time, we were about a year or two into the Emirates, is when uh, there's a good chunk of silvers got it then. And then it just kind of lessened after that. Yeah, I think, Ian, were you not a ju- registered as a, as a junior gunner at one stage? I was a junior gunner yeah, as well. Yeah. Junior gunners automatically went to silver. That's what happened. Oh, that's probably, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that, that's exactly how it probably happened then, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, I've been a red. Which, which I think is ageism, by the way. It's discrimination <laughs> against the elderly. <laughs> Uh, you're only 25, Eamon, um, and you're still young. So. <laughs> 25 stone. Um, no, I'll be, uh, I'll, I'll be writing a strongly worded letter to the club about that. A- a- <laughs> yeah, I, I, I fear there's another 24-hour strike action from Eamon going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but you can catch all the all the info will be on the Dublin Arsenal Instagram. And if you pop into the club as well... Um, the first game back aiming in the River Bar will be uh, the Community Shield to take you with us? Well, we're not entirely sure we'll be in the River Bar. It's under negotiation about the venue. So, you know, okay. Okay. I, I don't want to say too much about that because um, uh, it's a bit like transfer speculation and transfer talks, you know. <laughs> it's under negotiation. We don't want any meltdowns. <laughs> We have yeah. we, we are looking we are looking at a number of options, okay. Um, so um, the River Bar could be next year, and um, we we'll know in a couple of weeks, okay. Super, we know it will be a Naaman's Kitchen. So, <laughs> um, yeah, no, hopefully, uh, look wherever whatever venue we're in, we always get good support. So here's the here's to the forthcoming season. Well, just on behalf of the the committee of the Dublin Arts Supporters Club, we aim to give the supporters the best watching experience we can. And that's yeah. what we're saying. So we, we have options and, and let's see how that goes over the next 10 days, okay? Yeah, that's super, yeah. I have to say great credit has to be given to the committee. You know, the work he's do, um, you know, it doesn't go on notice aim. So uh, I have to say a big fair play there. Um, we were looking we... at this place in Dingle, but it's not great in the winter. Am <laughs> 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 I? Might... It might refresh everyone's tasks every time there's a meltdown after a match. <laughs> yeah. And um, anything, I, I suppose we mentioned before we go in, get into that, uh, the Irish women's soccer team, uh, unfortunately to lose 1-0 last week, I think I think they deserved a draw against Australia, in my opinion. Uh, Katie McCabe 
was brilliant. Again, pretty threw herself threw her body on the line whenever she had to. Plus, great, one hundred percent commitment. Um, Canada is tomorrow. That's isn't at one pm. One pm, um, yeah. I'll be definitely watching it. Yeah, were you happy enough that's briefly with the performance last Thursday of the girls? Yeah. I I think they like they definitely can keep their he- heads held high with the performance yeah. that they had. Like I mean, like I think they deserve the draw. It was very unfortunate the the penalty that they gave away. Like I mean, it was a penalty. Unfortunately, like it's just yeah, you live and learn. But I don't make that mistake again. But like again, when you think first game, you're playing Australia in Australia. You know, it's yeah. It's not. It's no easy task, you know. Um, but I think they 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 done well, and I think if they play like that for the next two games, I think they've every chance. Yeah, I think they could get something against Canada. Eamon, did you see the match last Thursday morning? Yet? No, I watched. I watched. Um, I watched the highlights real back. Um, yeah. Again, like uh, we're going in as underdogs. It's the first time ever, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, Ireland. Ireland would be very competitive against any team in the world. And they were competitive, they were honest, you know, and um, they've got a chance. They have a chance. And when you see, like, there's a very evening off of standards in the in the competition generally. So um, it's been really good to watch. I think bits I've seen of it now have been really good to watch, you know? Yeah, I know. <coughs> Our own English set of Sweden scores. Uh, for them there yesterday, I think it was, and uh, Russo's had a good um, start as well. So all the all the women uh, of the Arsenal women's team have had a good start in their first games of the World Cup. So we can only wish them the best of luck, and hopefully they all come home unscathed, no injuries, and ready to kick start another season. Which I say they'll have hopefully another successful one uh, as well. Uh, as well, just before we kick on into the uh, review of the two games, that's uh, some. Um, Sadly, the passing of um, Trevor Francis and today of um, Chris Bart Williams, uh, who both played for Sheffield Wednesday and Notts Forest. Um, Trevor Francis was the first million pound uh, player, 1.18 million. Um, I know Brian Clough says he was 999,999 <laughs> to take the pressure off at the time, but he scored in the European Cup final in 1979 against Malmo. Uh, and Chris Bart Williams, I'd remember him more. Uh, he's pretty decent. I think midfielder wasn't he for Sheffield Wednesday Forest? Um, uh, sad to see two um, uh, former players of the of the game passing them. Um, Amy, would you like to say anything on the two? Well, Chris Bart Williams to me, um, you know, was one of those guys in the nineties who was just an all-round nuts and bolts, hard, honest player. Yeah, you know, really hard, honest player. Trevor Francis, I remember from my boyhood, because um, in 1972 when he was playing for Birmingham City, I was only six or seven. I remember reading that um, Bill Shankly from Liverpool actually wanted to sign him. That's how good he was. That's how good he was. But the problem was, Shankly didn't sign him because Trevor Francis was too brave and he got injured. So Shankly, only, Shankly reckoned he'd only have him for about 25 games a season. Because he was that brave, you know, and you, you have to think of the game back in the, those days when you know it was like um, tour de green murder, you know, <laughs> and yeah, and he survived all of that. When he signed for Nottingham Forest, um, he'd actually probably been slightly maybe past his best, but then he goes and scores 
the winner in the European Cup final. For a team that I have a great fondness for, because Brian Clough, to me, is the greatest manager that ever lived. Yeah. To take Derby County and Nottingham Forest to titles and European championships. I mean, when you think about that achievement, you know. Um, but um, I always say about the Trevor Francis goal, um, in honour of him, if you watch it again, there's a little fat bloke that played out in the left wing for Nottingham Forest called John Robertson, right? And anybody who ever wants to know anything about how a fella shouldn't look playing football, but can play, look at John Robertson. He was an absolute Mozart, right? Um, and he he put the cross in for Trevor Francis. And, you know, like a very, very sad pass and sudden death as well, uh, Jonathan, 69 years of age, you know, Sometimes in this life, you're better off if you have something wrong with you and you get looked after. If you have nothing wrong with you, you can go suddenly, you know, so, yeah, 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 very sad. I was very sad to hear that yesterday, you know. I have to say as well, Eamon, I would have remembered Trevor Francis more myself and think Ian probably as well, maybe vaguely, as a pundit for Sky Sports. He'd done the country. Very good pundit, wasn't he, as well? His knowledge of the game was, yeah. And a true gentleman as well, yeah. Yeah, he's very yeah. Um, he did sound like uh, an advertisement for Vic Sinex nasal spray. He uh, he was a bit nasally, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he probably broke his nose so many times he was that brave. Yeah. But I I always cling on to that thing that Bill Shanky wanted to sign him. Yeah. But he reckoned this guy is too brave, a bit like Jack Wiltshire, and gets himself hurt too much, and he won't have him for the whole season. You know. I didn't realize Bill Shanky wanted to sign him for every year. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's that shows is that yeah the standard he had then yeah, um I think as far as Chris Bart Williams I think if I'm right saying he played in the '93 FA Cup and League Cup finals against us as well yeah he was a fairly yeah he was kind of a unsung hero really there but I just thought I'd mention the two lads because we're just playing Nottingham Forest in the first game of the season I thought I'd give them a mention as well and you never like seeing an ex-pro you know pass away so suddenly so um. Uh, I thought I'd pay tribute to um, Chris Park Williams, who was 49, sadly, and um, Trevor Francis was 69. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, rest in peace. Um, so we move on. That's uh, to the US tour. Um, last week, um, last was it last Thursday, we played the MLS All Stars. Uh, there was a two day rest between that and the United game. Uh, Jesus, Tosser, mm-hmm. Jorginho, Martinelli, and Havertz all got in scoresy. Really good performance. Um, I don't know. I still don't know about the away kit. I'm fifty-fifty on it. Um, I go to you, Eamon. Did you see um, much of the game yourself? I, I only caught the highlights now on the Arsenal. No, I, 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 saw, I saw both games, and I think they have to be kind of. You can't analyze each one of them on their own. I think you have to analyze them together. Yeah. Um, because I mean, this is pre-season stuff, so it's not like analyzing the Premier League game. You know. First <laughs> yeah. of all, the kit is poxy. Right? <laughs> As I said, like. In case a swarm of bees ever comes down on us, we're in camouflage. Do you know it's shocking, you know? Um, and I, I, I think the kit man, I think the kit manufacturers, um, seriously now, it's 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 an absolute shocker. To me, and I'm, I'm being serious here, it makes a bit of a joke of the Arsenal having a kit like that. It's absolutely oh, shocking. Yeah, I thought it was a bit of a shocker. Now it looks like, a- like you wouldn't you wouldn't wear a pair of slippers like that, you know? Well, <laughs> I think even just on that, that they should change the third kit, the green kit, and make that the away kit, yeah. and choose the other one for the third kit. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 
Um, I, I just think they 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 should just um, consign that kit to um, history. It's shocking. I, I think I think supporters should actually say, "Sorry, we don't want to see our team playing in that kit." You know, it was it's a bad one for Adidas. Now they they have usually a cracker of a way one, but when you look at Man United's tour kit, it or saying is it looks a shocker. So I think everyone kind of. I, I don't, Jonathan. I don't really care about what kit other teams wear, and I generally don't care what were kit. You pleased, were you pleased, Damon, getting back to the football? I suppose. Were you pleased with the fun? I know the MLS All Stars isn't, you know, the type of opposition that you could, you know, it was only pre-season as well. But were you happy with the performance from the lads? Um, it's irrelevant. <laughs> no, it is. It's absolutely irrelevant because when you play pre-season games, <coughs> a you haven't started training properly. B, you're going out there for an exhibition. C, it's all about team bonding. And like, you know, it doesn't really matter whether Sonzo had a good move or blah, blah, blah. It was a stroll in the park, you know, uh, and it was a pre-season game and we won. And um, when Arsene Wenger had young teams, we used to win loads of games in pre-season. We used to beat Real Madrid and blah, blah, blah. It's irrelevant. It's absolutely irrelevant. It's only about getting players on the pitch and playing football. But the goals are nice. Um, yeah, 100%. I mean, the Jesus goal, like, yeah, great. Probably wouldn't happen in the Premiership because the goalkeeper wouldn't have been gone fishing. Um, the Odegaard pass from Martinelli was like the one at Brighton last year. Lovely. Good to see Martinelli back in his feet. Yeah. Um, Saka was Saka. Uh, and it was all okay. It was all good stuff. And it was all feel good. And do you know what? Um, if you look at the owners we have and you look at the market that we're tapping into, it was a great experience and a, a really good day out for the club. Um, yeah. but, but in terms of uh, my tactical analysis of the match, you would be better off asking Felix the feral cat who sits outside <laughs> my window because it's it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. The, the game on Saturday was different. Could I ask you as well, I'm sorry. Um, what have you met? I know there are only two games into their Arsenal career. Um, Royce Havertz and Timber. What do you make of them so far? I know it's early days, but well, I think Timber's a bit wooden. <laughs> You're taking that. Uh, <laughs> No, actually, I'll talk about that. If you want to ask, maybe maybe you might get Ian's views because I have views about Timber okay. and how he's going to impact the entire team. But you've really got to look at the Man United game before you can kind of stress that view. Because I think Timber Timber might be the reason why Kieran Tierney stays at the club. What did you make of the United game while you're on, while we're on that point? What did I make of it? Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what I made of it. Uh, we approached that game as a pre-season friendly and they approached it as a Premier League game and they kicked us off the park. Um, their average fell count last year was around 11 fells a game. They fell those 22 times. Uh, Martinez had a terrible chop at Saka in a friendly game. You know, yeah. so we we turned up to play a friendly in exhibition mode, and I've no problem with that because that's what it was. It yeah. wasn't the Premier League game. They turned up 
to brutalise us. And, you know, we dominated the ball. We had the better chances. Okay, the, the two mistakes, I thought Ramsdale was shocking for the first goal. Yeah. He's got to, he's got to get that away. Mark um, Gabriel um, was like a three ring circus for the second goal. But it's early season. Players are only getting into their stride. But the one thing that was noticeable was Arsenal are now a prize scalp. People want to beat us because yeah. of what we achieved last season. Last season, yeah. People want to beat us, right? And United came worried up for that game. Uh, we weren't worried up for it. And by the way, I've no problem with that. Why would we worried up for pre-season friendly? It's about getting players on the pitch. It's about, but tactically, I'd say to you this, I'm looking at um, Yuri and Timber, and I'm saying to myself, he's going to try and do that full-back inversion that Zinchenko does on the right-hand side. So you've got to ask yourself, well, what, what, what does that mean? Well, first of all, let's not compromise what we had last year with White and Saka because we tortured people down the right-hand side with that combination. But maybe we got a bit predictable as the season wore on. You can't do that inversion with Tierney. So I'm just thinking to myself, if Timber is going to play on the right side of the defence, that might open up more games for Tierney rather than Zinchenko. Just saying. So let's not all sell Kieran Tierney off just yet, you know? I thought his attitude... Actually, he he was he was the sub in the two games. He got more minutes than than, than the other fullbacks, um, and I thought he he was um he he was a bright spot. As for Declan Rice, I mean, the guy has only just landed. You know, people are expecting Declan Rice to be controlling games. You know, there's three weeks of constant coaching to go in to try and get him to find the way we play. You know. He's only with the team eight, nine days, you know. Um, but Declan Rice, to me, you know, great signing. He'll be okay, but um, it's very early. I mean, trying to trying to analyse pre-season games is like, you Actually, know. Do you think, just briefly, do you think the 105-minute price tag, do you think that will play on Declan Rice, or do you think he'll, you know, he'll grasp, you know, he'll grasp the, the moment playing for Arsenal? I don't think the price tag would be a big deal, in my opinion. Do you? No, Declan Rice is made of it. Declan Rice's brain is made of metal. He'd be okay. Yeah. You know? He's easily turned. <laughs> he's welcome to play for Ireland any day. Well, he's not to learn as a footballer, but it, yeah. he was a statement signing for us. I mean, I remember um, there was a small bit of a meltdown when Man City put a bid in from um, among Arsenal fans. Yeah, I remember you know. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, look, to, to fan out Man City, that is a statement sign. And um, we're not mentioning any names for the oh, Man, Man City. City never won, but by the way, Man City never wanted that device. I think they just threw that in, didn't they? Just so obsessed, yeah. Well, it was yeah. either one of two things. Really <laughs> funny really funny things happen in football, folks. Because remember, <laughs> we watch the football, but there's a kind of a mafia-like business community there, right? Yeah. yeah. It may well have been one of two things. One is that they threw a bid in to make us pay more so as we could afford less for other players. Or the second one is that they actually helped us because it got the owners to cough up the price. I'm just saying, you need to think about that, you know? Yeah, it's a fair There's point. all sorts of connections in football behind the scenes that we don't even see. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a mad business. Um, but it's great to have him at the arsenal, yeah. But there was a bloke, there was a bloke that Ian Gunnery used to know, and he, like, back in June, so he was sucking <laughs> Edu and everybody, and, you know. But I'll tell you what, <laughs> went away on a retreat, he climbed Loch Derg, he had the black toast and black tea, and he's back in full fettle now, you know. <laughs> it was needed, it was needed. <laughs> <laughs> Five nil uh, victory over the MLS All Stars team. Were you happy enough with that performance? Yeah, like happy, happy enough. I agree with Eamon. Mean, like it's preseason, you know. Like you know, you, you can't you can't be looking too much into it. I mean, I think we won nearly every preseason game last season. You know, like it, like it's you know you're not you're not you're not going into you're going into it as, as it's an exhibition match. You know, yeah. like you're not going you're going into it for fitness. You're going into it to start try and. You know, try out different positions, try out different tactics, see what works. If you fall flat on your ass, it doesn't really matter. Do you know, um, you're better off to try it now than try it in a league match and you're you're losing points because of it. So, like, I mean, I think that like, I think there was quite a, quite a good gel for the MLS uh, game. I thought there was good goals, especially Jesus's goal as well. Uh, I don't know would he necessarily do that in a league game either. Yeah. Here's hoping he here's hoping he does. Would love to see it. Yeah. Um, I think Saka, Saka does it. He does best. I think Saka was immense. Um, I think one thing I I, I like the way how we're playing is we seem to have carried the pace of our attack into into this preseason as well. Like we yeah. were quite a pacey team last season, and I was hoping that the legs wouldn't kind of get to them and that we'd kind of have slowed down a bit. So it, it seems like we have like that quick kind of like passing passing game, which is great to see. Um, I think with the United game, I think the result kind of flatters United, if I'm honest. Um, I I think United really were just going able to kick people, and we just made two mistakes. As mistakes are going to happen in preseason, you're only you're only kind of getting into the groove. And I think we were just unfortunate there. Um, I think we had our chance in the first half. Um, that we we could have got two or three goals. It just didn't just didn't pay off. It happens. But I think, like the more the more concern for me was, I hope we got out of that without any injuries. That was a victory in itself that we didn't. Yeah. Because some of the some of the, some of the tackles that um, United were throwing in were disgusting. Like for a game that really didn't mean anything to either of them. Do you know, it, it was there to to just give the American fans a chance to see like Arsenal and United play. That that that's simply it. Like do you know, there was no need to to make it the game that it was. Um, I do think Timber, the likes of Timber and Rice, um, the new signings coming in, I think they they do look decent enough. Um, that from from what like from what I've seen, I think I have to say Kai Havertz, I think he's getting a lot of bad rep. Like I think he's like he's he's already being slated before he even kind of kicked the ball. And I know I'm like I'm not going to be um, a hypocrite. I was a, when he did sign. I was like, how is this kind of going to work? But you can see different uh, like ways he plays that he can kind of ping balls to the left or the right, and he does he does have a bit of pace to him then as well. So it's, I can see where it can work. And look, the, a massive a massive gap for us near the end of last season was not having the not having the squad depth. That like yeah. that was that was that was massive. You know, like I mean, if we had the squad depth going into 
the start of the season as we would have, like if we had that going into the end of last season, I think we probably would have won the league. Like there were small margins there. Um, and look, you live and learn. But I, I think there's a lot of positivity to be seen there. But it's early days. Um, I think we'll we'll start to really see, I feel, where our standard is when it comes to the charity shield coming up against Man City. I feel like that will be like again, I know I mean you're shaking your head there. Like it's probably not gonna be like the full standard, but like it'll give you a good idea of you know where no, it won't. things are gonna work. No, it won't. We danced all over Man City in the 2014 charity shield. And then we went yeah, down lost at home. And, then we, and then we lost at home to Aston Villa. Uh, 3-1 at home in the first game of the season. So it, the charity shield means nothing. Mm. Absolutely nothing. It's a shadow boxing experience. But I'm very interested in Ian's comments about squad depth. Because no doubt, the squad depth cost us last year. But if we'd have got a lucky break, if Saliba hadn't got injured, we might have just made it through. Right? But squad depth is, did cost us. But the question that arises then is, well, why didn't we have enough squad? Because we're building. You can't just like you can't just buy a big squad. Chelsea yeah. tried it, and you saw what happened then. Now they're offloading some of their better players, right? The Kai Havertz thing is amazing because imagine if Kai Havertz wasn't playing for Chelsea and he was playing for Leipzig, and he came on the market with a great reputation. And they beat us to his signature. What would the reaction be like by Arsenal fans? God, they'd go mad. They would. Yeah. So, yeah. What, like, I'm, what I'm trying to impress upon people is, Mikel, and I, 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 I played the game at a decent level. I think I understand the game. I try my best. But I'm sure Mikel Arteta knows a lot more than I do about football. And I'm sure Edil does as well. And we have trusted these guys with the running of the club and they have identified. Kai Havertz was somebody they wanted. He mm. wasn't just some shopping trolley availability. He was somebody they identified and wanted. So let's trust that. Declan Rice was somebody they wanted. Right? That, the, that Declan Rice was as good as deal was as good as done last December. I can tell you that. Because it was somebody that I wanted. I'm not sure about Yuri and Timber because I actually would confess didn't know a whole lot, but they seem to know something, right? So the next question is: We got these three guys in, and now people are looking for this body, that body, and the other body. A lot depends on whether Thomas Party stays or goes, right? If Thomas Party goes, we are still light in the centre of the midfield, right? Um, if Kieran Tierney goes, we're light on the left side of the fence, right? So, I think I think a few more things will happen before the closure of the window at the end of August, but it won't happen anytime soon. So, I would urge all Arsenal people now to concentrate on the start of the season and keep all transfer talk down. We got our business done early for once. How many times have we looked at other clubs getting their business done? And we're saying we're scratching around at the end of August. This time we're not. As two of the three signings we got were people we absolutely wanted. And the third one 
we may have wanted him, I don't know. Um, but they were very keen on him. So, again, the only meaningful game is Nottingham Forest on the 12th of August. It's the only meaningful game. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really, yeah, the, the US tour is really just selling the brand, really, isn't it, of Arsenal and the US owners, you know, and letting the US uh, fans um, get, a, get a glimpse of Arsenal players that they don't see, you know, week in, week out, like we would, which is, we're in the fortunate position to, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's the next game then, of course, is... Um, uh, tour, is it into Thursday morning, three thirty a.m. against three thirty a.m. Yeah, against Barcelona. Um, they came down with yeah. six there. Um, so I don't know if that's still questionable, but uh, as far as I know, it's still going it's ahead. Still the, game. the game should still be going ahead, but they're not sure whether Barcelona will be able to field like a strong side, but they'll probably just throw something together. Yeah, yeah, it's just really just getting minutes in the legs, isn't it, for the lads and. You know, finish the tour off in a high. You know, it's, it's, it's. I think from probably the Emirates Cup game onwards, but being back at the Emirates, we'd we'd start seeing the Arsenal again. You know, at that stage, you should be kind of nearly up to speed again. You know, um, it's a sellout actually. The Emirates Cup, which is I'm surprised with most seasons they've struggled. So it shows the interest is really there again. You know, after the last two or three seasons under Teddy, you know, um. A six PM kickoff that is against Monaco, and um, I think the Arsenal Wenger statue would be unveiled the Thursday outside the Emirates. Is the talk so long overdue? Uh, are you yeah. happy to see that, Amy? What, what's that? Are you happy to see Arsenal Wenger's statue outside the Emirates? Of, of course, <laughs> he's actually built. Arsenal Wenger has done as much as Herbert Chapman. Herbert Chapman built the modern Arsenal from the 1930s to the 1970s. Arsene Wenger came in and rebuilt the modern Arsenal. Of course I'm happy. Yeah. I'd like to see a name and Donnelly statue outside. <laughs> well, the way I've been playing football lately, I've been acting like a statue. But um... <laughs> We give credit where it's due. No, but if if, if, if the doesn't say surgery, I'd be very disappointed. <laughs> if they, if Arsene Wenger put the club where it is now, yeah, wow. he's put us on the map. Yeah, he had inherited a dinosaur club, yeah. a dinosaur club, and has he achieved great things with a dinosaur club. And then created the pathway to where we're on now, you know. So yes, yeah, it's bad to think like in three years' time, the Emirates Stadium be twenty years old, and all thanks to Arsene Wenger's vision, you know, back a few years before that. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, I don't think he deserve. I don't think he gets the credit really. He de- he truly deserves, you know. Um, no. You know, like he he really, him and David Dean were a great duo, though, you know. And I think when David Dean left, it kind of you know he, he lost his sidekick in ways. But he like to qualify for the Champions League. What was this? Sixteen years in the bounds, was it? I think. You know, it's just incredible. Yeah, I'm not sure about this whole David Dean eulogisation, um, Jonathan. Do you not? Do you not think David, David Dean wanted? Hold on, no. David Dean wanted to relocate our club to Wembley. Yeah, well, yeah. You think you think of what the, all this North London forever? 
<laughs> you know, like to me, Arsenal have no business being located in Wembley, right? David Dean wanted to locate our club in Wembley. He also wanted Al Alistair Usmanov in the club. And he also sold his shares for a massive, massive profit. So I know he did good things and all that, but let's not all hold David Dean up there as this paragon of virtue. You know, in terms of transfers, though, I mean, he did help him a lot, didn't he? Like he got the players that he he wanted as well. You know, we, I, you know, that's that's the only thing I'd say about David Dean. You know, he he, he brought good days to Arsenal as well. Yeah. Um, well, we can say lots of good things about David Dean, but we we go on about him as if like you know he he, he didn't have original sin on his soul. He wanted to move us to Wembley. He sold the shares for massive profit, and we give it about the Cronkies, right? Come on now. You know, right, to be honest, that, that I didn't hear about the, the he wanted us at Wembley. That, that, that kind of I didn't hear that one. Um, and you when you see, you, you, see, you, you, see, you weren't listening properly then, you see how bad you see how bad the Champions League nights went at Wembley. Yes, yeah, it, it, it was a good move in the end, wasn't it? That's what happened. Yeah, it's, it's, actually, it's actually in Wenger's book that Dean wanted to move us to Wembley because Dean felt that. The whole idea of, um, and I can understand a bit of this, of, of, want, of knocking, knocking, knocking down Highbury and building a new stadium and putting a 300 million. He felt that we could go over to Wembley, get some deal with the FA, have us 80,000, you know, blah, blah. Yeah. But we wouldn't have been in N5. Yeah. We'd have been over in Northwest London, and that's not where the heart of the club is, you know? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's great. It's great to have the stadium still beside the old ground, isn't it? Yes, um, it's a, definitely a family club. Yeah, I think we'd all agree. Um, yeah. Um, then after the Monaco game, it's Man City then <coughs> in the Community Shields, and then it's into the the week after. It's Nottingham Forest at home. It's twelve thirty kickoff, and that's when. We'll see the real Arsenal, hopefully. Um, I'm hoping for a good enough season. Like last season, it's going to be tough to replicate, I think. But I think we've got the squad to be, you know, to be a challenger. And to say that we're a title challenger again, you know, it's, it's something to be proud of, you know, because the last few years have just been, <laughs> you know, you feel like switching to being a Spurs fan. <laughs> I can see Eamon having his jersey on there. <laughs> I think you're on your own there, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see Harry Kane come to the earth and so we can give him a good lesson. Why, 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 Jonathan? He's a big-name striker that we need. Big-name striker? He, <laughs> he, he, he's heading for 30 years of age. I'm gonna, he's he's going to look for 350 grand a week. That's not the that is not the trajectory we're on. Like, this <laughs> is not, I keep telling you, this is not FIFA manager. <laughs> we didn't get to where we but also we didn't get to where we are in all fairness like all jokes aside we didn't get to where we are copying other people we've done it our own way and we've brought in the players Arteta's brought in the players he wants playing it the way he wants he's doing it his way and that's that's why we had such a good season last season is because we're trying to build a club and move it in a way that nobody else is kind of trying to do and we're you know that's 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 what's going to win your leagues is being different. You know, if you, you, you we can't turn around and say right, we're going to be Man City. You know, you're you're going to carbon copy Man City. It's not going to happen. 
you know, uh, and like Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea are a prime example of it. Chelsea there spent seven, eight hundred million on players and thinking, oh, we can just buy the league like City has done, and it was an utter train crash. You know, so it just it just shows you just you have to go like find a way that works, but like do it your own way. You don't have to copy any other team that does it. Yeah, I, we're doing our own blueprint ourselves, aren't we? You know, yeah. It's, look, it, it is, as Eamon says, it, 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 uh, we said it last season as well. <clears throat> it's an exciting project that's going on. You know, Definitely, like, yeah. we've, got, we've got a whole new generation of fans as well. We've got but, the... But just, Jonathan, just on the Hardy Kane thing, like, just from a, a, a tactical perspective, right? Hardy Kane is brilliant. He's carried that Spurs team, Right? But they play in a certain way. Everything links around him. If you brought Hardy Kane into the Arsenal, what do you do with Martinelli and Saka? And he, he let, let's different. be honest, Damon. We, we play a different way. He, he never played for us, you know. Like it'd be a non-run. Well, as you said, you, you couldn't drop any of the current players for him, you know, because then you'd be really unsettling the. But he wouldn't. He wouldn't fit into the team. That's the point of making. He's not the type of player to have Exactly. Yes. I, th- I think we do. We, we're, we, actually, we're, here's a question for you. Kai Havertz, I didn't see that transfer happening at all. And I think, it's, you know, a lot of Arsenal fans didn't see this that one coming at all. Can you see him? Where do you see him as? Do you see him as a, a central striker? Or do you see him playing in behind? The, I, see him, I see him playing where Granit Xhaka played. Can you see him playing there? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and not only that. So what's my opinion worth? Jack Shite. Like <laughs> that's that's what Michael Arteta can see. That's more important. You know. But also, if it, if it was twenty minutes to go in a game, and you needed to do something different, he has that presence in the box that you could do it. So there's a versatility there. You know. Do you see big things of him as well, Ian? Kai Havertz. Yeah, I definitely can, and I trust Arteta. Do you know that kind of way? Like I like you have to look at the players he's brought in. Every single player he's brought in, I I can't off the top of my head think of one player that hasn't worked. Do you know what I mean? It, it, he like he knows what he's doing. A full trust and a back him in, in the players that he brings in. Um, I don't know how he does it. I just, like, don't know how he manages to just get it all to click. But he, he, like I mean. When you look at it last season, it just there's nothing that didn't really work well for us, you know. Um, the only thing that came down to it was fitness, but look, Jesus, yeah. that's gonna happen, like you know. Whereas yeah. as, as Eamon hit the nail on the head, you know, like we're 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 only kind of building the squad, it's not gonna happen overnight. Uh, and look, it's unfortunate, I loved us to say to win the league, but we're seeing progression, and that's that's good enough for me, you know. Ian, just on that point, I mean. There's three players I can think of that you could say the jury's out, right? Um, Sambi Lakonga didn't quite work out. But we didn't buy him expensively and, yeah. we can move, and we can move him on. So Nuno Tavares didn't work out. But we didn't buy him expensively, right? And you can move him on at the same price. The one big question mark is over Fabio Vieira, whether that's going to work out or not. Because um, yeah. we 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 paid thirty two million for him, you know. Yeah, he was, so he was uh, you'd hope that that does work out because I can see with that guy, he's never going to hack it in the Premier League. 
but I could see him doing damage in the Champions League. So, you know, um, maybe we we always plan to be back in the high level of European football. We're back there now. And maybe we're just building a squad to be able to deal with that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, the, the, incomings, the incomings have been really, you know, three solid incomings. I think, I, I, I think Jorian Timber, he's, still, he's only 22, but he's gained great experience with Ajax, you know, over the three or three years he was with him, you know. Um, plenty of Champions League experience and very athletic. So, you know, they wouldn't pinpoint a player like that, as Ian said. You know, they've, they've made very, you haven't made very many bad signings, Edu and Ted, you know. Um, in terms of outgoings, lads, um, Pepe probably definitely be one. He didn't even, bother, I don't think he, he travelled with the squad to the, on the US tour. Can you see us getting any sort of feed for him? There hasn't been many clubs um, even finding an interest in his name. Honest, like, to, be, to be honest, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. I, like, uh, it's, like, I think if you can get anything for Pepe, just let him go. If, do you know what I mean? There's no, there's no kind of room in the squad for Pepe. I feel like the my my more concern is the likes of Partey and for um, Tierney. Like I think for for us, we want to be keeping them. In my personal opinion, like I think Tierney has a great attitude. Like he uh, he's not a player that moans if he doesn't get game time. Like he's quite happy. To get to run his ass off and to, to play, play a part in, in in any game. I mean, a lot a lot of the time last season he came on off the bench, and he had a, he had a big part to playing games. And I think that's rare in a player because you get a player that's just not happy to to be that kind of bench player you bring on. And I think he's 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 extremely good to to try and keep for that, especially going into the Champions League now where there's going to be less rotation of players and you're going to be kind of playing your first team players a lot a lot more than we would have been if we were in the Europa League and I think Partey shown as well that um, he, he gives us that bit of a I suppose a rock core uh, to the defence as well um, yeah. that I think we're actually going to miss even more so with Jack have been gone now that I think Partey is even more a necessity to keep with Jack gone because I think you don't want to disturb the core of that defence. And I think you're, you're, you're signing Declan Rice there. You're signing Timber. Timber, we don't know yet is if that's going to work or what way that that does work. But we know what has worked for us last season. And there was very little to complain about from a defensive point of view of where we were last season. So I'm like, you don't want to rock the boat, I suppose, too much in that department. So I think... In terms of outgoings, I don't want to say too much on it, but I think if two players we definitely that are I suppose speculated to leave, which I hope don't leave, would be be Partey and um, Tierney. Yeah. Um, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. You, you need to think about this, right? For a start, Partey will not leave unless we get another midfield player. Yeah. Right. And with the Saudi, you see. It's not just about winning the league and, you know, having your best squad. There are economic realities around all of this. We spent 105 million quid on Declan Rice. We've got to get some of that back. Yeah. Right? Balladon will live. Unfortunately, but he'll fetch us 45 or 50 million quid. 
So it's all very well saying, I will keep Balogun, he's better than Katia. We have to get some of the money back in somewhere. You can't just yeah. keep right? So in my mind, Balogun will leave. I'm not so sure Tierney will leave because of the point I made earlier. With Zinchenko's fitness not being, you know, bulletproof, I think um, Arsenal will play that inverted fullback role on the right-hand side and on the left-hand side. That might create more outlets for Tierney. So I think Tierney could probably get 30-plus games next season at a top club. Why would he want to leave us? You know, I think that might happen. With the Saudi money, and they're throwing mad money around, like, if the Saudis offered us 40 or 50 million for Thomas Partey, you've got to say, yeah, but you've got to yeah. have somebody else step in. You've got to have somebody else step in. The one player I'm pleased that's not going to leave is um, Emma Smith-Rowe, right? He won't be leaving, mm-hmm. right? Rob Holding will leave. Maybe Alan any, I don't know. They might hang on to him just in case. It's going to be Reese Nelson is staying, so yeah. you know we've got to we've got to shed a few players. We can't just keep buying people and not shed a few players, you know. Well, um, on that, like what you saying, like if Partey goes, oh, we do have to bring someone in. Like I mean, you'd be more, I suppose, as you say, you've played you've played the game, so you 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 know you know, I suppose, a lot more than me in terms of what kind of type of player slots better good into that position. Like who? Would you say if Partey does go, is a person to slot in there like that we could potentially get? Like, you see, it's hard to know. Like, but I mean, all this nonsense about Casado. Like, we're not going to mm. pay that money. Like, I'm paid. Like, the 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 lad that's apparently joining Liverpool, Lavia, was probably a good fit for that. But they're buying this Brazilian lad, um, Belletti now. You know, for eight million euro. He could be the answer. I don't know. I'm not Mikel Arteta. I'm not Edu. Yeah. But what I can what I can tell you is that these guys are not clueless. They know what they're doing. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, the word is that um, the boy in that Brazilian lad. That's been the word for a number of weeks. So he could well be. Well, if we buy him. Declan Rice is going to play most weeks. But if Declan Rice can't play. That's who will play, you know? So, yeah. As for Nicolas Pepe, um, that was um, that was a complete mafia signing. Uh, Barcelona, my arse, UNICEF, my arse, Raul Sanelli and his contacts checkbook, paying 72 million for him. He was a dud. He was an absolute dud. Absolute dud. We got absolutely born. And see, this is the thing that people don't understand. And that was before Arteta. And before I do, right? Yeah. We have to pick up the cost for the 72 million. We still haven't paid that yet. You know? Yeah, it's a shock. When you think of it, think of it like If he went off to Saudi and we got 10 million from it, would be, I'd wear the Dick Torpen mask. <laughs> it's just the money we spent on him. It's just a waste, isn't it? You know, that's the most frustrating thing. Yeah. You know, because... I think even who's he had Nice or Rennes, was it last season? Nice, I think it was. And um, not even them. I don't think he even started that many games for them. I know, you know, I think his attitude stinks. 
<laughs> just before we finish, the, the only guy that we have that's really sellable. Okay, you might pick up 30 million for Kieran Tierney. I prefer him to stay. He's full of the right stuff, that guy, you know? He's committed. Balogun um, has been sent training on his own area today. He's going. Well, he'll be going at about 50 million. Yeah. Now, he costs us nothing. I don't think they'll sell him. Okay, he'll be sold. Trust me, Jonathan. You'll be on this show next week saying you were right. (laughs) No, I don't think they'd sell him. You know, I don't, I don't think. No, I agree. With, I agree. With, I agree with Eamon. He's hundred percent gone. Sending a player that scored top score for Rem. You know, I know it was only. What do you mean, John? You can't sell him. We spent hundred and five million on Declan Rice. Hold on, no. You see, you can't sell him. You're not actually looking at the old picture. <laughs> the old picture. We, we need quality in the squad. We need money, Jonathan. We need money we, back. We need money, but you still need to keep quality, Eamon. Yeah, but so where are we going to get the money, Jonathan? For what? So we spent 105 million on Declan Rice. We still haven't paid off Nicholas Pepe. We spent 45 million on Urien Timber. We spent 65 million on Kai Havertz. Now, where are you going to get the money back? <laughs> we can worry about that as the season progresses. No, you, no, you see, no, it doesn't work like that. Because the club, will, like, if we left you in charge, we might as well leave the garden gnome in charge. Because <laughs> Like, we'd be broke. And you work for the bookmakers. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know, let, let's think about this. Right? You could no, sell Emmons Smith Rowe. Hold I, on, hold on, hold on. Hear me out now. You could sell Emmons Smith Rowe for about 40 million. But here's your choice. Do you sell Emmons Smith Rowe for 40 million, who's a proven Premier League player? Okay, he was injured last season. Or do you sell an unproven Premier League player for 50 million? What do you do? But he... He's never really given the chance in the Premier League in fairness. So, he wasn't know. old enough. He's only making this confirmation. Well, okay. That's what I'm saying. Even, even also, guys, though, the whole point of oh. this, the whole point of where you want Arsenal to run, you, you want Arsenal to be run like a smart club, though. You want Arsenal to be run like a smart club. You want Arsenal to be run like a smart club, and I agree with Eamon, 110% I agree with Eamon. The whole point of being run as a smart club is when you have a player that is at his peak or so-called the media think he's at his peak. Yeah, you said yeah, then. keep Alagun would be my opinion. You know. Nah, you're not going to get the money for Nketiah, Jonathan. You'd be surprised what's being offered him. That lad is a 40 million price tag and Ketia. No bother. So you'd keep Balagun over Nketiah? I think so, yeah. What I've seen of Balagun last season and in this preseason. The, the French League. Nicholas Pepe no, was brilliant. Eamon, it doesn't matter. Know, it doesn't matter what league you're in. He Gervinho was brilliant in the Premier League. Hang on, Jonathan. Hang on, Jonathan. Hang on. Gervinho was brilliant. Doesn't like listening to other opinions. No. Gervinho was brilliant in the French League. Shamak was brilliant in the French League. Right. In fairness, we're in terms of players. You know, these these. Gervinho was brilliant in the French League. Shamak was brilliant in the French League. <laughs> Sonogo was brilliant in the French League. Come on! That's, no, but Balogun is different class, aim, and he's well above them players even. How do you know? know? He hasn't been trialled yet. Give, give him up to Christmas, I think. Give him to Christmas at Arsenal and let's see what he's about. But you know, you say that though, right? Here's the thing. You say give him to Christmas. He could be injured. 
and then he could get you a really, really bad injury, and you can't sell him then. Chance, you know, you have to give the lad. Ian is Ian is absolutely right. He has a fifty. <laughs> he has a fifty million. Now Ian is absolutely right. He has a fifty million price tag on him now, and by Christmas he could be in the January sales. Yeah. I, I think he deserves a, at least a chance, you know. Like he proved himself in the French League last season. Give okay. Him. Well, then sell Edmund Smith Rowe and get 50 million for him. I but you can't just keep Smith Rowe is just injury prone. I probably would cash in on oh. him. No, but Jonathan, we need money in. It can't be just money out. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Get rid of Rowe, Smith Rowe, 50 million happy days. <laughs> Because you know, like to be fair, in the, like with like no disrespect, that comment doesn't make sense to me because like Smith Rowe has proven he can do for Arsenal. He's like, proven, he's proven injury he's proven, no, but he has, like, he has, he's proven in all competitions that he can do it. We don't like with Balagoon, like you're comparing two completely different leagues, like different style of play, different intensity. You, you can't you can't say like they're both chalk and cheese like they're not like I mean like you can make you can make a player in the Turkish league look like Messi by stats do you know what I mean like it, you can't go off that you, like you, at the at the end of the day I don't know have to have money in because I'll be the first person as much as you Jonathan and you have to be fair we would be the first person going for our Teddy's head going why can't we buy players. <laughs> Where are we going into the bargain basement? You're not going to pull it out of a cashier in Tesco. You have to get the money from somewhere, do you know? It's Look, you hate to see any player go, you know, aside from Pepe. <laughs> but, you know, I, 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 in my opinion, I think Badigwan has a future there. So, you know, I, I think he deserves a chance. That's just my Jonathan. opinion. Jonathan. Whether you think that or not, he is going to be sold. I don't think he will. I don't uh, think, we need a strike. I, I, told, I told you all Declan <laughs> Rice would sign for the Arsenal. I well, told you all that. We all knew that last season. <laughs> I told you all Declan Rice would be signing for Arsenal. I said that on last year. I said that on last season podcast, and I'm telling you now, Balagun will be sold purely for his financial value. Yeah. I agree. It would be uh, look. I'd be unfortunate to see him go, but if he does, look, so be it. But you know, I it's think look, I, 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 personally, I he's got, he's got, he, he has got potential. The lad has potential. He does. He does. Yeah. But so does many players. And I, oh, like, so he, he, he's many potential. players has worked out. Do you know? I can remember before your time, lads. We had a dilemma, very similar, between Kevin Campbell. And Andy Cole. And Kevin Campbell got in ahead of Andy Cole in coming up from the academy. Mm. Right? And we opted to keep Kevin Campbell. And he was he was part of the 91 uh title winning squad. And we let Andy Cole go to Bristol City. And we got a, a really good price for him for a kid, you know. And then he went on to become, you know, a rep not a record breaker, but so he was a goal machine for Newcastle and Man United. But we couldn't keep both of them. There's economics involved. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't a great pair, Andy Cole, was he? <laughs> but also, like, another thing as well, another thing as well, like, 
we don't have an unlimited freaking bank account. And one thing that scares me as well. I suppose like, you don't want financial fair play to come oh, as well. Look, you, know. you just have to see, look at the teams. Like United got done by uh, financial fair play. Chelsea have been done by financial fair play. Like we'll be down in that bucket if we're, if we're, if we don't be this smart and we have to we have to bring money in. Like it, like it's it's crazy not to yes, okay, you want to keep all these players that have potential, this, that, or the other. That's all well and good. At the end of the day, I don't care. I want the club to be around. I don't want us to be uh, getting like fear and like financial kind okay. of things to be, coming to, out. To, to, be, to be honest with you, Ian, and I'll finish on this, right? I'll finish on this, right? You're dead. You're absolutely dead, right? And Jonathan, you are dead right about Balagun's potential, right? And if somebody was offering us 20 million for Balagun, I'd say, do you know what? We'll see that one out. We'll try and raise money some other way. But if somebody's offering you 50 million for a guy who's only played two Premier League games, I would say that's smart economics. Yeah. Yeah, it's look, it's sad the way it has to be economics because you'd love to see him, you know, you'd love to see how he matures as an Arsenal player. But look, I suppose, you know, deep down, if it, if it, if it means having to sell him and you yeah, have to sell him, so be it, you know, but it's, just sad to see a prospect like that go, but you know, as Eamon said there, Kevin Campbell and Andy Cole is a good example. You know, you have to take one over the other, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Uh, ideally, you'd like to see them sell him to Europe. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and he's um he's a smart boy, Balagun. He's not a yeah. he's not a mug who wouldn't settle anywhere, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So ideally, if some European Where do you see him going, Eamon? Do you see him going to Europe? It looks realistic, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Yeah, I can see him probably going back to League One. League One. No, 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 no. He, no, he, he, he'll, he'll be making a step up. You think so? Yeah. Oh, he'll be in Spain or Italy. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, be- like, I mean, if we could get clever business, where look, fifty million. I don't care where he goes. <laughs> big, big yeah. yeah, fifty million like, is fifty million. Like, yeah. Well, and look, it could be a thing where Balagoon ends up. We end up getting a bit of money for him, and maybe we get another player in. As part of the same deal, you, you, you don't know what way it's going to work. But look, th- the main thing is Arsenal isn't an unlimited bank account. Yeah, at the end of the day, we're all Arsenal football club fans. We're not fans of one particular player. Yeah, you 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 want the you want the club to be here for generation onto generation. And if we go, let's keep all our players and spend, 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 spend. It's not going to be an Arsenal. <laughs> That's as simple as that. Absolutely right. Yeah, it'd be. It's going to be an interesting. I reckon it will go right down to transfer deadline day, lads. But there'll be a lot of outgoings now. I think in the next month or so, we'll see a lot of players. Sadly, Cedric, Cedric probably be definitely one of them has to leave. You know, um, yeah. and followed by Pepe and the rest. And it's hard to work out. Maybe Lacanga probably has to be another one. Holding, holding, and Tavares as you said earlier, Eamon. definitely. Them five, I'd be very surprised if they're not gone by the transfer deadline day. Yeah, um, that was a good discussion on the transfer bit of business, lads. Is there anything else, um, Arsenal related that you've heard or you'd like mentioned or anything else? No, I think we've covered quite a lot. I think we've covered everything. I think we've covered a lot there now. To be fair, like, yeah, but I have to say, I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm delighted he didn't go into meltdown. Pretty calm and. Oh. 
As I said, I'm a changed person coming into this season. Like, I have to say, I, I, you know, Ian, you know. Ian, I, I am your life coach. Uh, <laughs> I, I need you, Eamon. I need you. If you can stoke out the fires in Rhodes Island and <laughs> great. <laughs> There's about uh, 15,000 games in these legs, you know what I mean? He's <laughs> <laughs> seen it out, he's played it out, and he's drank it out. He can't beat that. <laughs> oh, stop. Great, lads, anyway. as I said at the start of the show, lads. <coughs> Hopefully Ian Selly comes on next week. It'd be a great boost, and oh, I'm sure Ian will add something of his playing days of Arsenal and can add a bit more to it as well. So I look forward to having, hopefully, fingers crossed, Ian Selly on the show next week. Um, I'd like to thank Ian Gunry and uh, Amy. It's a really good show, lads. Really enjoyed the debate. Um, and I'll issue the P45s by post at the end of the show. <laughs> um, as always, you can catch our show on the Dublin Arsenal uh, YouTube channel, Spotify, and all the other social media um, pages. Um, but until next week, um, it was a pleasure having you. Thanks for watching. Like, subscribe and comment. And uh, we'll see you again next week. Have a good week, lads. Pleasure, lads. All the best. Paul.